Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Produced by the iLab at WBUR, Boston. All right, it's a snack time week. Snack time. Get your snacks on. We don't have any snacks. I know, we don't have any snacks Sam's this week. snacks. It's a post-Thanksgiving cleanse. It's still pretty snacky. You got a story? I got a snack. Snack it up. Emery. Ben. I want to introduce you to a Redditor. My name's James Cartwright. My Reddit handle is Blitzfewer. I uh, just moved to Charlotte about two years ago. Charlotte, North Carolina. He sounds like he's from the show Bonanza. He's a Cartwright. <laughs> he is a Cartwright. He's totally a Cartwright. Oh, I'm so my father's daughter. Oh, wow. That's impressive. The Bonanza. You dun, pulled dun, out dun, the dun, Bonanza. Dun, the Bonanza. Oh, I used to watch that show with my dad, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you about James's horse. Okay. Just just kidding. <laughs> Still from the Bonanza. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I want to tell you about James's car, which is kind of the subject of our adventure. It's a giant SUV. It's a Volkswagen Atlas. It is cherry red with like turquoise blue streaks and stripes on it um, and white stripes and plastered all across the side is the phone number for my office. It's a sexy car, that's for sure. (laughs) Any guesses about what James does? Is he, like, part of the geek squad? No. Oh. Well, actually, in a way, he is. Okay. So this is what James used to do. I was was a nerd for the Marine Corps. Um, I sat in a tech shop fixing radios and using a soldering iron and a magnifying glass to go through circuit boards and and that was that was my job in the marines. Okay, any more guesses about his civilian life job? Um never mind. It ha- actually has nothing to do with this old job. When when you're growing up and you think of the things you want to be, <laughs> the dog trainer wasn't one of them, but yeah. uh <laughs> it's the happiest I've ever been. It's the most amazing, most rewarding, fulfilling job I could ask for. I dig it. His company is called Off Leash, and he really plays up his super crazy-looking car that he has. For instance, he parks at the end of a set of spots or, like, corner spots in parking lots so that everyone sees his car and his phone number and his business name, which I I don't know. I think that's kind of smart. But unfortunately, the other night, something happened to his car. Oh, no. 
So James's girlfriend works in retail. And because it's the holiday season, she's like working crazy hours. She was getting home super late. And so she didn't make it home until about 4 a.m. And when she came home, she woke me up and was like, hey, did you uh, park your car somewhere weird? And at first I thought she was playing a prank on me. Like, who in the world is going to steal that billboard? Um, And so I was like, no, I didn't move it. Stop messing with me. And I tried to go back to sleep. And she like yanked all the covers off of me and was like, no, your car is gone. We need to go down there and look for it right now. And uh, so then when we headed outside, sure as shit, my car was gone. Oh, no. His car was stolen. He called the police and filed a report. He also drove around for a bit with his girlfriend and looked, and they had no luck. And James has only been on Reddit for a few months, but he has this idea. And he's like, I should post to the Charlotte subreddit. So he puts a photo of his crazy looking car. Yes. In a post on the Charlotte subreddit. Uh huh. And is like, guys, my car is stolen. It's this really like unique looking car. Uh, if you see it, can you call the police or let me know? And in a matter of just like a couple of hours, he has got a trickle of responses from people who have seen his car. So, like, one person's like, oh, I saw it on the highway over here. And, like, another person's like, oh, it's in this store lot over here. And this woman actually takes a picture of it while it's in her apartment complex and sends that to James. Mm -hmm. So James and his girlfriend, of course, get back in there in his girlfriend's car. I was able to kind of pinpoint where these guys were driving around. I started to realize that Oh, holy shit, this might work. Um, I kept my phone glued to me and read it open, and I was just refreshing it constantly. And every new tip that came in, I would immediately just drive over there and try and find my car. So he's hot on the trail, but he's always behind, right? So, like, all these people are like, oh, it's here. And, like, he goes to the place, and the car's not there everywhere he goes. And meanwhile, his bosses have called a local TV news station and have told them the story. And so the news station calls James and they're like, can you come in and do an interview? So he's like, "Okay, I guess maybe this will help more than what's happening right now. (laughs) And just as he gets on the road, holy shit, I'm driving down Steel Creek and I happen to look off to the right and there's my car. Was someone in it at the time? So. Oh, no. He pulls into the parking lot, and he starts gunning it to the car. At the same time, and I can see this in almost like a cinematic way, he sees a teenager run out of a Harris Teeter store, and his teenager's like booking it, and they have a backpack. What's a Harris Teeter store? I didn't know this, but it's like... It's a chain store. I think it's a grocery store. Okay. So mentally, I'm like, I'll bet that little shit just stole a bunch of stuff from Harris Teeter. And as soon as that thought hit my brain, I was like, oh, I'll bet you he's running to my car. And sure enough, I'm like driving right on his heels and he hops in the passenger seat of my car. Dude's on a rampage. Yeah. And, well, it's multiple people because this kid got into the passenger seat, right? Oh, no. So 
So James is like, he's super amped up, obviously, as one would be in this situation. And what he does is he pulls his girlfriend's car behind his car so that the car can't back out. Hmm. But the person who's driving the car puts it in reverse <sighs> and guns it. They were not in the car, right? Yeah, he's, everybody's in their cars. <sighs> However, it has anti-crash technology in it. Oh, so. So, so these kids who are trying to smash into James's girlfriend's car with his car uh-huh. can't actually do it because the car automatically stops. stops. <laughs> so um, the guy, the kid, the high school, what seems to be the teenager kid who jumped into the passenger seat jumps back out and runs away. The person in the driver's seat kind of like gets out slowly and it kind of looks like messed up and maybe on something. Mm. He's kind of moving more slowly. And that's when my girlfriend, uh, thankfully, had the presence of mind to pull out her phone because I'm so hopped up on adrenaline, I almost hopped out of the car. And she's grabbing my arm, she's holding me in the car, she whips out her phone and gets this amazing face shot of the kid that hopped out of my car. And so we gave that to the police, and uh, they're actually working on identifying him right now. Women, so wise. (laughs) (laughs) So calm. So calm. So logical. (laughs) But it's really funny. Like, I've seen this photo because, of course, he subsequently posted it on Reddit. And it is definitely one of those, like, perp shots where the guy is like he's kind of like like looking (laughs) over his shoulder as he's getting out of the car that is clearly james's car so um that guy kind of like wanders off whatever like he i think he ends up running off but james calls the police obviously also he like calls the tv station because the tv station is expecting is expecting him and he's not there and the tv reporter shows up in 15 minutes the cops show up two and a half hours later. <laughs> and but James said that they did a really a really good job when the cops got there. They like dust, uh, you know, they dusted everything. They did a bunch of stuff. He like stayed away from the car until the police get there. The police do their thing. The car is kind of a mess. It's full of snack food. Terrific. It's also full of tobacco from people like rolling blunts, like breaking up. You know, blunt stuff. And it also, he says, has a terrible weed smell in it. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I have had good weed. I can tell what good weed smells like. And this was definitely swag. So I asked James, like, how he felt about these two people that stole his car. You know, like, the kid that came running out of Harris Teeter, he was probably 18 or younger. Um, And the kid that got out of my car, he was young 20s. So it's hard for me to like think of them as these hardened criminals that deserve to get the book thrown at them but also like they stole a car and when the police find them you know hopefully justice will be served the way that it should be i just hope that they definitely learn their lesson that they don't steal another car at least like not such a conspicuous car yeah <laughs> steal a less con- steal like a toyota corolla Yeah, Reddit will have a harder time with that. Although I know a Corolla when I see one. (laughs) That's true. Um, So James had, had one more message that he wanted to send. 
Massive shout out to R Charlotte. That is the subreddit that did this. It was just that community is incredible. Um, so yeah, thank you to everybody on R Charlotte. Also, he has uh, subsequently got a um, a huge jump in business from redditors yeah. <laughs> who have dogs that need and to be trained that need to be trained and have been following along. Yay! So good, good happy ending to the story. I think. Good Charlotte. Good show. Oh! <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah, you got it. What do you got for me? You'll find out after the break. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Okay, Ben, I have a story for you. Okay. It also involves, eh, I guess you wouldn't call this a locomotive, but something that you might transport yourself on rather Mm. than in. Magic carpet? It's kind of like a magic carpet. Um, (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) but But for water. So this I found in the Relationships subreddit, which is just a gold mine of, oh of relationship-related stories. Some you might expect to read. Some you might really not expect to read. This is one of those. Is it um, a dumpster fire like most <laughs> our slash relationships busts are? No, this one, this one has layers to it, I will okay. say. This right. one reveals itself to you. So the subject line is, my husband's obsession with building rafts is becoming a detriment to our family life. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction to when I saw the headline. <laughs> so, Mrs. Caruso? <laughs> maybe. The username is Raftwife. This is um, her one and only post. And I've, I'm going to read an excerpt of, of the post. This Just is so snippets. good. I know. Okay. okay. So she says, to begin, my husband and I have been together for 15 years and we have a six-year-old son. My husband is an incredibly caring and kind person. He loves our son and me deeply and he would do anything for us. 
The reason I'm writing this post is that around a month ago, he began behaving a little strangely, and I'm starting to worry about him. When he isn't working or sleeping, he started spending all of his time constructing rafts of various shapes and sizes. This might seem like a harmless and honestly quite sweet pastime. It certainly was at first, but it has become an obsession for my husband. And it's not only affecting our relationship, but his relationship with our son. Son's not into rafts? Well, he's kind of kind of forcing his son to be into rafts. She says, Lately, my husband only seems to want to take us out to the local lake, where he will get our son to test out his various rafts. Where we would usually relax together on Sunday mornings, he now spends them in the nearby woods gathering logs from which to construct his rafts. You know what? I'm team raft dad. Team raft <laughs> So dad. far, I am fully team raft dad. Okay. Um, well, she says, in, in conclusion, more or less, my husband has always had a crippling fear of water, stemming, I think, from a fishing boat accident he was involved in as a child that seriously injured his own father. Just over a month ago, our son, much to my husband's dismay, started taking swimming lessons. Am I being too far-fetched in thinking this might have some relation to my husband's obsession with building rafts? I mean, definitely. How can I help my husband balance his new hobby with spending time with our family? So, Redditors um, deliver, as you might expect. <laughs> oh, God. Um, there are going to be so many jokes in this, yeah, so, in this thread. Okay, oh, so God. someone says, have you told him about any of your concerns? You didn't mention actually bringing it up with him. Someone says, yeah, definitely at least float them past him. Oh. Someone says, definitely. OP should run that stream of thought by him. Oh. Another person says, it would be a real shame if this hobby sunk the relationship. But at the same time, you don't want to cast away the relationship, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> well, the thread kind of takes a turn then because one person says, the fact that he has a phobia of water from seeing his dad get injured in the water as a kid and now having to deal with his son getting swim lessons, the rafts seem like a way of asserting control of his fear of water and fear for his son. Uh, They say, I honestly think going to therapy so he can learn more appropriate strategies of managing his fears instead of an all-consuming hobby is the best way of approaching this. Someone else says, adding to that, is he sleeping, eating, and generally taking care of the basic stuff? If not, consider talking to his doctor about whether this could be a manic episode. Someone else says, I'm bipolar and this sounds like a hypomanic or manic episode. I was just totally struck by how, at first, I see the headline for this post. I have a laugh, as you would, naturally. Yes, of course. Uh, I start reading the comments. I have more of a laugh, like you would, naturally. And then by, you know, the end of the comment section, people are really concerned. And they're saying, maybe this does mean something bigger. And other people say, you know what, it's been a month. He's, He's really into this. Who knows? He could give this up by the next month or the month after that. Yeah, I mean, so, the, like the number of stories in the world of like dads or or moms for that matter being super obsessed with a certain, I don't know, side interest mm-hmm. and just like always being fishing Mm-hmm. Or uh, like always being hunting or always, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's pretty normal to 
yeah. get super into something. But I also think that some of these responses are super on point in terms of is is it creeping into the rest of his life? Is is he displaying other sort of concerning behavior? And I, I think the therapy thing is a good point because this could sort of ramp up into something that blows up in people's faces instead of being an actual way that he faces an issue. Yeah. I've messaged Raft Wife, and um, I'm looking for an update. I hope we get an update to see if she does talk to her husband or if he does end up going to the doctor. Or uh, as someone else commented, can we get any pictures of these rafts at least? <laughs> so um, I'm hoping to, to share more in a future episode. But for now, can't wait. I'm just all float on. We'll be back next week with a full episode as per usual. Until then, float on. <laughs> <laughs>